0: On your podcast platform to help us promote this podcast. Billy Currington summed it up well when he said, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. So let us join our hosts, Michael and Anthony, for this week's discussion.
1: Welcome to the episode number 154 of the Beers and Bible Podcast. I am Michael.
0: I am Anthony, and we're glad to sit down for the third week of Advent. Drink some Adventist beer. I, I just I don't know if I made up a word or not. Advent like beer, um, Christmas Christmas beer. <laughs> it's Christmas beers. Um, it's been it's good, man. It's a good time to sit down and record. And after this week, we're going to take one week off. Just kind of the the end of the year do the Christmas thing and then we'll be back next year back in the Bible book thing that we were doing beforehand. Anyway. Yeah. That's something what we'll like doing. that. So Michael, how's your week been, man? Dude, it has been
1: good. Busy with work. It's been cold and rainy here in North Georgia all week. Um, which is fine. It just, it is what it is. And, um, we're getting ready for Christmas. Um, me and my wife had date night tonight. That was what? That was nice to have. Yeah, the uh her parents took the kiddos to see Santa. Nice. Um, and then took them to eat dinner and then brought them home and we had a couple hours with without the kiddos for that is it was the first time in a while. So, um <laughs> you forget yeah, how
0: nice I, it is, don't you?
1: <laughs> well, we were like we were talking about it on the way to dinner. She was like, "We just got in the car and left the house. We didn't have to like get kids in or get bags packed or change clothes or whatever. It's fine. It, it was good. It, we had a good time, but that's awesome. Um, Obviously love our boys. Don't want to put yes. that message out there, but um, that would, you know, Michael doesn't to his kids. Nah.
0: No, we, we love our,
1: we love our kids. It just needed a like, Two and a half hour break.
0: So <laughs> sometimes um, that's all you need. That's what grandparents are for for yes, the record. <laughs> they are. They are. And we're
1: we're very fortunate to have both sets close by. So
0: all's good. Getting ready
1: for Christmas. Um winding down all these Christmas parties. I think I'm mm. I had five to go to. I think I've got
0: two left. So nice. I've got It'll one be, tomorrow night. Ooh. That's yeah. my last. That's my last, my one and only Christmas party. <laughs> Lucky. Lucky. <laughs> No,
1: it's all good. Like for an introverted person, it's very draining for like yes. myself, introverted, very draining. But um, it's still good to hang out with people. And there's a lot of different groups of people that I'm mm-hmm. at these Christmas parties with. So it's nice to
0: get get around and be with be with different people. So,
1: uh, Anthony, how are you, man?
0: What's man, going on? I am. I am busier than a one legged man in a butt kicking contest. Um, It's been it's been one of those weeks we were you talking earlier so i can i can i can work remotely and sometimes i do but most of the time i go into the office but this whole week it's just been like go to the office do as much as i can possibly get done come home do more work and just go to bed and then get up go to the office come home work go to bed so it's just uh, it's that season it's been one of those um mm-hmm. past couple of weeks seems like um so i'm happy to to take a break tonight and do some recording and Next week, I'm going to be on uh, no work. Well, limited work because we're going to be on vacation, visiting mm-hmm. family, friends up there, come hang out with you guys for at least a little bit. Yep. Um. So I'm looking forward to that next week and relaxing before the week leading up to Christmas, and then uh, then it'll be back to it to close out the year. Cool. So. But we should do what we came here to do tonight, and that is to drink beer and talk about advent. Well, that's that's what we're doing. So let's let's do it. <laughs> let's drink beer. What are you
1: drinking tonight? So tonight I am drinking from Golden Road Brewing. Brewing? And they are based in uh Los Angeles, California.
0: Nice. Yeah, West Los Coast.
1: Yeah, West Coast. I am drinking the Christmas Cart Wheat Ale with cherries and spices. Um website has it listed as a special holiday fruit cart release i guess they're like cart is um what they call a lot of their stuff there's like melon cart and all sorts Mm -hmm. of stuff on their website um but holiday fruit cart release bursting with bright cherries and spice with cinnamon nutmeg clove and allspice um six percent abv and 10 ibus i'm kind of hoping this lands more like a sour Mm
0: -hmm. because of
1: the fruit stuff but we'll see and um I went ahead and got two out just because. (laughs)
0: Because it's the week before Christmas. Yes. So, But what about you? What are you drinking? Tonight, I'm going with the Urban South Brewery from New Orleans, Louisiana, and I have the Red Nosed Rain Beer. Uh, It has what looks like a picture of Rudolph on the front of it, Um, but it is a fruited wheat with cranberry, cinnamon, and brown sugar. And... Mm. Seems like a really fun combination here. Comes in at 5.4 ABV, low on the IBU scale at 10. And uh, it says this pairs with cranberry sauce, fuzzy socks, and holiday cheer. I only like two out of three of those. And I'll give you a hint. The one I don't like is cranberry sauce. So there we go. That's what I'm going to be drinking tonight. Sweet. Well, there's only one way to find out if these things are any good. And
1: that's the crack I'm open.
0: Let's do it. Here we go. Three, two, one, crack.
1: I trimmed mm. my fingernails the other day, and it's hard to open cans. It's really hard to open cans. I did the same thing.
0: Okay, smell test is. Uh, I might. I might go get two of mine too.
1: So I tried your aggressive pour method. Just to, yeah. I'm just trying something. Yeah. Ooh, this thing smells really good. It definitely foams up more. Well, it's this thing smells fantastic. It smells like cherry. Nice. You're, you're always a little scared of like not scared, but like concerned when something claims something like that.
0: Mm hmm.
1: That smells like
0: stri- like cherry pie cherry. What was it? Oh no, that was that was a raspberry pie. The Westbrook, the other Westbrook that we did mm-hmm. was the no rhubarb. Rhubarb pie, that's right. Was it that one was, was, was pretty just, good
1: too? Was it just rhubarb? Strawberry rhubarb. Strawberry rhubarb pie
0: is what it was. That's, okay. Because I remember we did it after we did the grandma's apple pie from them, and both of I them think, were pretty good. I
1: think that was the one we recorded live here. It was. When y'all came up last last year. Yes, it was. That is correct.
0: Give that man a prize. Yeah, when you do the aggressive pour, it takes a little bit longer because you got to let the the head go down.
1: That's okay. I got nowhere to be.
0: That's right. (laughs) Where's everybody going to go? Can't see mine. Mine's in a winner's cup. (laughs) A winner's cup. Gosh.
1: (laughs) Sorry. So so is mine. So is mine.
0: Here's it. Angry Orchard. (laughs) Yeah.
1: There she is. Nice. So I have a friend who keeps asking me if we've done any Modelo stuff on the podcast, and I was like, I did. We did one. We
0: did a (laughs) Modelo. Yeah, we did the (laughs) Modelo, the original. Oh, Oh, man. man. Well, let's turn them up. Let's drink them. Let's see how they taste. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. That's interesting. I hope yours is five Luthers. The way you're drinking it looks like it might be. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that
1: is so good. That is so good.
0: Do you need I'll to go- linger on yours for a minute, or <laughs> I, I'm good? No, I, I'm, I need. To, I need to.
1: I'm gonna go ahead and and do mine. So five Luthers out of five all day. Uh, the flavors are perfect. The marriage of all the the cherry and the spices that they have in it mm-hmm. is. The cherry is the dominant flavor, mm-hmm. but it's not the only flavor. Um, really smooth, pretty light, uh, almost like very sweet. Um, mm-hmm. but in a good sweet, not like overly not, like, not a like a punch you in the face sweet, but yeah, but a good like balance of sweet. Um, I, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> except, <It's> good, huh? <laughs> it, except if you can get your hands on it, get it, get one. Okay. Um Note so, uh, uh, so, <laughs> No So for that No, no. I'll tell you this. So my wife got a uh, like a variety pack of Christmas beers mm-hmm. at our uh, at the good package store, Jacks. Actually, no, that may be Max now. They changed ownership and changed one letter, <laughs> and they're not associated with Jacks. But your reward things still work. It doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> um, so she went there and got. Um, a 12 pack of four different beers. So there's three of mm-hmm. each in the 12 pack. I may drink two of these, but if you want me to save you one, <laughs> I I'll, could, I'll I could <laughs> consider, I would consider doing that for you. Oh,
0: I might have, I might have you save me one. Okay. If it's I may that do good.
1: It. Uh, it, I mean, it's, it's, this is the first time I've contemplated the sending, sending one to you. <laughs> But since you're coming up here, I'll, I'll save on postage. So. so I'll be up there next week. Yeah, so I might so, just go to the store and buy some too. You never know. That's fair. That's also an option. But Five Luthers all day. Just it, it's by far the best Christmas beer I've ever had. Nice. Okay. And so, and, and to my like in my experience so far, Christmas beers all kind of taste the same ish. Mm-hmm. They have similar flavor profiles, similar finishes. This is very unique in yeah. the, in the Christmas beers that I've had. So Five Luthers. Out of five, all day, every day, twice well, on Christmas. Twice on Christmas. <laughs> so what's going on with the Rain
0: Beer from Urban South? So the Red Nose Rain Beer is not really what I was expecting it to be. Um, okay. Cranberry and cinnamon, and I know the brown sugar would kind of tame those two down a little, but I was expecting something with a little bit more tang and tart to it. Okay. Okay. Because um, Blue Moon by itself has a has a little bit of tart, especially if you put an orange in it. It has that that kind of tarty, not really tart, crisp. I don't call it crisp. OK. OK. So with the cranberry and the cinnamon, I was expecting like a crispy tart, almost borderline or onto the edge of like a, a sour or um, what's the what's the next step back from sour? I can't even think right now. Goza? Like, yeah, like a Goza. Like something like that was kind of what I was expecting. May have been expecting the wrong thing. I don't know. But I don't get a ton of cranberry. It's, it's a little bit there. I don't, I don't have, I don't get hardly any cinnamon to me. I like, I just, I can't taste the cinnamon in it at all. It tastes like cranberry and brown sugar is what it tastes like. And so I'm a little let down because it's not, it's just not tangy. No, I don't know if tangy is the word. It's not crisp. I was expecting crisp, and it's not crisp. Okay. And so that's going to be, that's going to, that's going to degrade it for me because I felt, I feel like something that has cinnamon in it should be like, boom, pop on your tongue. Like it's, yeah, yeah. that's cinnamon. You know, you ever seen the people who like eat a pound of cinnamon or a, a spoonful of something, and they immediately spit it back out because it like makes you. Gag reflex well, and all that. <laughs> they spit it out through their nose like a dragon. That too, <laughs> but like that's what cinnamon does to you. It has that, mm-hmm. that pungent, like bam, tang, and that's kind of what I was expecting, and it's just not there. Gotcha. Um, so for me, um, the flavor of it is is really just okay. Um, even like just the regular flavor of it is just okay. Um, not all that great. I'm a I'm a little let down by this one. I'm possibly mm-hmm. a lot let down by this one. So, I'm going to give it 3 Luthers out of 5. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> it's been a minute. Yeah, since we've
0: gone that low. Yeah, 3 Luthers out of 5 on this one because it's just not it's it's just not doing it for me. Mm. If I get a second beer tonight, it's probably not going to be this one. That's fair. I'll just say that. Um but man, that that's unfortunate. It is cuz I like I saved this one for last because I was like dude the logo is awesome it's urban south I've I've enjoyed a couple of different urban souths before Sorry sorry guys it's maybe it was the louisiana water I don't know it's not doing it for me though
1: Well if it is if they use louisiana water that would be a problem
0: That's true you may need to go to the doctor tomorrow They are from New Orleans, Louisiana so there is that
1: Okay well <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Anthony is giving the Red Nose Rain Beer from Urban South three out of five Luthers, and I am going to give the Christmas Cart Wheat from Golden Road five out of five Luthers. And there is our beer review for the week. After this short break, we will continue and conclude and some other word. Uh <laughs> Finish (laughs) our Advent series that we've been working on the last few weeks um, as we uh, prepare for Christmas, which is coming up in just a couple days from Mm -hmm. uh, when this will release. So that's right. Stick around and we will be right back after this short break.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back from that break. We are here and we are finishing up, wrapping up, concluding, whatever you want to call it, our our little three-week Advent um, sidebar here that we've been doing before we get back into our book-by-book study overview of the Bible. Uh, and so this week we're going to focus on the last two themes of Advent, uh, which are peace and love. And so we're going to talk a little bit about peace, a little bit about love, Um, and then just kind of wrap up this whole Advent thing. This, uh, so today is officially December 23rd, which means Sunday will be Christmas. Um, and so from the beers and Bible podcast, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas, uh, happy Advent season. We hope that your day is full of love and joy and that you appreciate not only just getting to be with family and, and enjoying that time, but also, Remembering and celebrating in the birth of Christ, uh, and what that means for us as people. Because if Mm -hmm. Christ wasn't born and did not come into the world, uh, to live the life that we couldn't live and die the death that we could that we deserve to die, but then defeat death and rise from the grave, then Mm -hmm. anything that we're talking about here is basically useless, yeah. And so um, just kind of wanted to, to throw that out there for, for you guys as you're going into the Christmas season. I uh, want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We'll see you after the New Year for sure. But tonight, we want to talk about this uh, this last section of Advent. So let's think on peace. Now, remember last week we talked about hope and we talked about joy and what those things, what Christ represents in, in being our hope in in a dark time and being our joy in our current situations. Um, And so tonight, the first thing we want to turn to is peace. And when we think about Jesus as our savior, we think about his, his being our savior is, is our peace in the midst of the storm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times in American culture, we tend to think of peace as a, like the opposite or antithesis or a lack of struggle or conflict. Like, you know you're either in struggle or you're in peace. That's kind of how mm-hmm. we compartmentalize that um but but a lot of times, I think we need to actually realize what the depth of peace actually is yeah and and peace is something that comes out of or is compared to a dark time of war or struggle. Mm-hmm. and so you can still be in a dark time and experience peace, yeah. So it's it's not that you're done with it. It's that you have it really in the midst of it or as you're coming out of it. Think of the the hills and valleys metaphor. You know, yeah, you're either going into a valley or coming out of a valley. And and a lot of times we think of the the hills or the mountaintops as our peaceful places and the valleys as our, you know, warring and struggling places. And, and we try to contradict those two. But a lot of times there there's peace that goes through all of those. Yeah. And and. Think about that in the context of like Isaiah 9 6, where wonderful counselor, Almighty God, Prince of Peace, you yeah. know, it lists the names of God there. You, mm-hmm. you, you know, he will be called the Prince of Peace. And so, into that context, into that situation, is where Jesus comes and delivers peace to those who are united w- with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is where our hope comes from. Remember, think, think back to our hope uh from last week the discussion on hope we talked about Matthew 1 18 through 23 I'm not going to read all of it here but I'm going to focus here just specifically on verse 21 where it says that she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins and and I want to zero in on that because that is he's the hope of that but that is what brings us peace is that yeah. he will save us from our sins and so Remember during this time that that Jesus came to bring peace. Okay, John 14, 27. This is what it says. It says, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Do I give you let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And that that to me is a is a great summary of what the peace of Jesus actually is and the peace that Mm -hmm. Jesus can bring actually is. It's not peace that the world gives. It's not peace that's found in our situations and in what we have and in, you know, how nice of a car we drive or what we do. That's not the kind of peace that he gives. He gives an everlasting peace that that supersedes all of our uh, struggles all of our trials, all of the things that we go through, and it even supersedes all of our mountaintops. Yeah. The times when we think it's best, His peace supersedes even that. Yeah. And so, into the darkness of four hundred years of silence, here comes Jesus. He's our hope. He came and He lived the life that we couldn't live. He died the death that we deserve because of our sins. Remember, He came. Matthew eighteen or one twenty one. He will save his people from their sins. He died the death that we deserved because of our sin. And he restored that peace between God and man. Yeah. He made a way for the war. Think about the spiritual war that's battling. He made a way for that war to be ended. And then through that, we have peace. But we don't fully realize that peace until we're either glorified. one, One of two things, glorified or until Christ comes back until yeah. his second advent. Yeah. And so you see that that picture the first advent is Christ coming into a time of just utter darkness and and bringing hope, bringing joy, bringing peace and showing love. We're going to talk about love in a minute, but showing mm-hmm. all of these things and then being the the reconciliation to bring peace between God and man so that at his second advent we will see and we will fully realize what that peace actually is. And we will understand at that time what that peace actually is. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the one of the things that I that I love is is the the story of Jesus calming the storm when the, the disciples are out on the the sea. Yeah. I think I'm trying to remember, I think they're on the sea of Galilee. I may be I may be wrong on that one, but I think they're on the Sea of Galilee in that context. And the story goes, you know, they're out and basically Jesus is napping in the storm, and and they're like, "Get up here, F- help help us!" <laughs> and 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 he's like, "Seriously, all right, peace, be still." And then, like all the way, like everything just stops, and they're all like, "Are you kidding me?" Like. Right. I wish there I wish there was a, a, a translation that would that would put some of those words like you know the disciples are like Jesus get up here we're all gonna die and Jesus is like man are y'all serious peace be still and then they look back at Jesus and they're like Are you kidding me right now? You want a meme Bible is what it sounds like. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I want. Um that would be the one with the the lady in the cat. anyway. Sorry, uh but but you know, that's exactly what what we're talking about. Is even in the midst of of all that we're going through and all that we're struggling with, mm-hmm. there there is a peace that we can have in Jesus, and yeah. that peace is only found in Jesus. And it it reminded me of of a hymn, and and there was this hymn. Um, actually, we talked about it this past Sunday, um, where I where I go to church, where we were talking about peace this past Sunday. And they brought this hymn up, and I was like, man, that's so great. Because the first verse of this hymn reads reads like this. It says, "Begone, unbelief, my Savior is near, and for my relief will surely appear. Mm-hmm. Prayer let me wrestle, and he wilt perform. With Christ in the vessel, I'll smile in the storm. And if that's not a picture, just a, a snippet of what peace is, that with Christ in the vessel— that we can look at the storm and we can smile and we can know that everything is going to be okay. Everything is going to be fine. We have the protection of God. And that is what brings us our ultimate peace. That no matter what you do to me, I have a peace because, you know, think about Paul to live is Christ and to die is gain. That, I mean, that's kind of what peace looks like right there. No matter what you do to me, I'm okay with it. And in this season of Advent, when we think about Jesus coming into the world, that is what he brought with him when he brought peace. Yeah. And so along with that peace, he brought love and, and love is just is the perfect sequitur. So let's talk a little bit. Talk us a little bit about love and what love is for Advent.
1: All right. So um, during this time of year, I think a lot of times love gets kind of like pushed to the side. And not like, Mm -hmm. not in that, like, we don't love or or there's not love going around, but like Jesus's act of coming to earth brought hope and joy and peace, but it was an expression of love. Mm -hmm. It was an expression of love. Um, It was one of the driving forces behind because ultimately, out of a showing of love, out of how much he loved for us, he goes to a cross yeah and dies a death that, like you talked about, he didn't deserve we deserved it because of our sin. He had no sin, he yeah. had no reason to be on that cross um and yet out of his love, he comes to earth mm-hmm. the first time, and out of his love he'll come a second time mm-hmm. um but I think you know part of the part of the problem with the using the word love is that it's like so just widely used, yeah across in, in our language especially i mean we could say things like we love sports teams or pets or someone's clothes or their car or mm. their haircut or their lack of their haircut um what you trying to say man <laughs> or we love food or we love tv mm, amen love, amen love, yes i mean we love <laughs> actors movies musicians songs and then we get to like we love our family and we love god and we we're using the same word to describe like eternal our our love for an eternal God and also like the like emotions that mm-hmm. certain things bring us. Yeah. Um like
0: how can and
1: this is a question I, I came across I tweaked it a little bit because I didn't agree with the second half of it. <laughs> but it's like like they use pizza as the example. Like what whose favorite thing is anyway, but I was like but I said Weirdos. like how, how can the word we use to describe our affection toward the creator of the universe, be the same word that is used when I describe like the perfectly cooked steak or mm. like, like, cause I'll say like, I love the steak or I love this, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I also say like, yeah, I love Jesus too. It's like, <laughs> but I'm going to make a shirt that
0: says I love steak and Jesus.
1: <laughs> <I'm> at me. <laughs> so, but I, part of the problem is, you know, English has one word for love. And that is just love. And then, you know, you look at the language that's written, you know, in the Bible. And this is like super like almost entry level stuff. But like the language that Jesus and his disciples spoke had different words for different kinds of love. Yeah, I mean, and the four big ones are agape, which is God's love for mankind, eros, which is like the sensual romantic love. Uh, philia, which is brotherly love that Mm -hmm. unites believers, and then uh, Storge, 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 yeah, Greek and (laughs) Hebrew is not my strong suit, as (laughs) we've noted, but that's like that familial love, like between like family members or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, when we get to the manger, we get to Jesus coming, that's agape love, Mm -hmm. that is God's Jesus showing his love for mankind. Um, and this is a love that chose the manger, despite the fact. That we would have that mankind has the free option to either accept the love or reject it. Mm-hmm. And it's a sacrificial love that suffers this inconvenience and discomfort and death for the benefit of others without expecting a single thing in return. Like all Jesus wants is our <clears throat> us to accept the gift. Yeah. To accept his love. Um and so you know, we take this information, like, what are we supposed like what do we do with it? Um we love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul with all our mind, <laughs> and then we love our neighbors as ourselves. like that's it's so like it's almost so it's almost so stupid, simple that it's almost feels like like um, oh, there's a word for it. Hang on. My brain'll catch up. <laughs> <laughs> My brain's not catching up. <laughs> no brain. Sorry, (laughs) my brain said no, but it's like it's almost like so simple. It's almost childish simple. Yeah, you know, love God with all your heart, love God with all your soul, love God with all your mind and love your neighbors as yourself. Mm -hmm. And then like like we talked about last week, like I'm not perfect at doing this. I have lived in my house for two, a little over two years. I have had a handful of conversations with neighbors one way. I've had less than a handful of conversations (laughs) with neighbors the other way. (laughs) <laughs> and I've had no conversations with neighbors any further. So yeah. <laughs> like, like, and it's just, I don't know. It, it's, I don't know if it's just a hard thing or if I just don't feel like it, but it's like Jesus said, the greatest commandment is to love your, love the Lord, your God with our heart and mind, and the second is like it, love neighbors, love your neighbors as yourself. So mm-hmm. um, something else to think about with, when you talk about love, like the love of Christ is unconditional. You know, I, I said, that Jesus wasn't expecting anything in return. Mm-hmm. Um, He knew every single detail of every person he was coming. When he came, he knew every single detail. Yeah. And he would have been justified to not do anything on our behalf. Yeah. Like, he, he could have stayed on his throne and been like, no, nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> like, your version of the Bible might read, Jesus said no. Like,
0: <laughs> like that... But Jesus was like, nah, dog. No,
1: nah. <laughs> it's a no from me, dog. <laughs> but, um, because of this great unconditional love he has for mankind, mm-hmm. he chose to come into a world and live among others who couldn't give him anything in return. Yeah. Um, and I mean, try as we may, nothing we could ever bring to Jesus would be enough to thank him for this great love that he showed us. Yeah. Um, May we'll spend all of eternity singing His praises, and it won't even begin to scratch the surface of what He's done for us. Yep. Um, and then the last thing to just like the last thing about love that I want to talk about just for a minute, um, like we may not it may not be easy to describe love or to mm-hmm. define it, but when we see it, we know it. Yeah. Like like it's very clear when we've experienced love. Um. And when we when we get this, I don't want to say like a feeling because it's that's a very like touchy subject too when you talk about love because love isn't a feeling, it's a choice
0: mm-hmm.
1: but um, but when we experience love, like we feel special, we feel we're filled with cheer and joy and um when we feel this, like it should generate an overflow. Um, of a desire to sh- show others love. Yeah, that same love that like, it's like a like a, a assembly <clears throat> line almost. Like you're you get filled with love, you show love to someone else, they get filled with love, and they show it. Like it keep, mm-hmm. should keep going on down the line. Yeah. Um. There, I th- I want to say it's the five love five love languages thing. Um, but it talks about like having your love tank filled. hmm. And like when your love tank gets filled, you're gonna spill out and yeah. show show love to others. Yeah. Um. But the hard thing is that most of us are selfish creatures that want to hoard love and keep it to ourselves. Um, <laughs> what are you we're, saying?
0: We're sinful? I mean, that's that's <laughs> ludicrous. I know.
1: On on its face, it's ludicrous, but <clears throat> but it's true. Like. Like we feel like we want to feel good, yeah. yeah, you know, going out of our way to make someone else feel as good feel good is weird. Yeah, I don't understand that. And again, I don't. I'm not good at it. I'm not saying like <laughs> everyone else needs to get it together. Like I struggle the same way. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, at the end of the day, love requires sacrificing for others and serving others. Yeah. Um, and that's an epitome of what you, of who Jesus was and what he did for us. He mm-hmm. served others that he had culturally no business serving. Yeah. In the spiritual realm did not have any need to serve. And yet out of his love he did and he sacrificed yeah. for others. So, yeah. Um just be think and, and you know be thinking about that over the next couple of days as you go into Christmas like Yeah. Love is sacrifice, and love is serving mm-hmm. for no other reason except that you want to show somebody that you care for them.
0: Yeah, you know it's it's interesting because the in First John four it says that we we love because Christ loved us, mm-hmm. and I I think I've said it. I'm pretty sure I've said it on the podcast at some point in time, but you know, in order to show grace or mercy or love to another person, you have to understand and you have to grasp the amount of grace and mercy and love that yeah. has been shown to you. Yeah. And it's not until you actually understand that. And and as Christians, I, I think that we a lot of times don't actually understand the amount of grace and mercy mm. and love that we actually have been shown already yeah, yeah. because we think we deserve it and and it, and it comes from this idea that you know well i did all of these good things so god should clearly love me and the reality is that it should be the opposite way around is that god loved me and so i'm going to do these things yeah you know, yeah, we've,
1: we've talked about the difference between like works to um receive grace versus works to show your faith. Yeah. Like, like, does that make sense? Like, instead yeah. of, instead of doing all the things um to earn, now that's a different discussion maybe, but like, instead of, instead of showing, doing all the things to earn, but like showing the things out of an appreciation and a yeah. love and, um, all that for what God has done for you.
0: And, and I mean, ultimately Christ is that perfect example of what we should be showing, because if anybody didn't need to, you Mm -hmm. know, by, by human logic and human reasoning, if there was a human being alive that did not need to show love to anybody, it would be Jesus. Yeah. He was perfect. He didn't make a mistake. Right. He didn't mess up. And and so, until you understand, and yet he still loved. Yeah. You know, he sat with sinners. He dined with tax collectors. Mm-hmm. He did all of the things that society and culture and religious legalism said that he shouldn't do. Yeah. He did them.
1: Yeah, he, he would have been perfectly justified to, like, shake his hands of the dust and been like, you know what? I'm out. See ya. Yeah. Like, this, y'all made you this own mess. Y'all pick it up.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: But and so, be, but because of who he was, because of his love, yeah. and because of, um, just his character, mm-hmm. he didn't do that. Yeah, he st- he he basically like stooped down to man's level and said, "I'm going to be the one mm-hmm. to let you experience true peace and true joy yeah. and true hope and experience true love and." You know, we talked about the overflow, like every action of love is an overflow of Christ's love or should be an overflow of Christ's love. Like, yeah, in the belief, like in in all of Christendom, like from the first action of love directly from Jesus to my next action of love out of a love for Jesus, like it's all been out of an overflow of Jesus' love. Yeah. Like and his love will never run out.
0: You know, it reminds me of Philippians chapter two. And let's see here. I'm gonna pick up in verse three where it says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, mm-hmm. but in humility count others as more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God as something to be grasped, but emptied himself, read that as humbled himself, by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. That is the premier example for the way Christians should be living and yeah. should be showing love to, to mankind. And, you know, it doesn't say that, that Christ humbled himself to the point of death on a cross um, so that he could make a few friends and have some important people by his side. No, he did that for mankind. Yeah, He did that for the people who were considered his enemies, who were at war with him, who were not at peace with him. Yeah, He did it for those people. So, you know, a challenge that that I'd like to give is think about when we think about peace and we think about love tonight specifically, think about the people that you're not at peace with. Think about the people that you don't love and ask yourself how you can show peace to them, how you can show love to them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and be the example that Christ was when he came and he died on a cross for your sins and for my sins. Because none of us deserve the glory that we're going to get if we are in Christ. Right. We, we only attain it through Christ, in Christ is what Ephesians 1 and 2 tells us. And so, you know, as we think about this Advent season and and this time of year, think about the people who you can show that love to, who mm-hmm. you can be an example of Christ to, who may disagree with you culturally, socially, morally, politically. Pick your reason. You disagree with them, and you have reasons to disagree with them. How can you show that person love? Yeah. How can you be a better person, an example Christ to that person, so that maybe, just maybe through your example, they'll realize that they're a sinner in need of a Savior too? So, that's that's my thoughts on it. (laughs) That's good. It's all good. So, Michael, will you pray for us? I certainly will. Let's do it.
1: God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for um, being the source of our peace. Thank you for being the source of love and for showing your great love for um, all of mankind by sending your son to this messed up world to live a perfect sinless life, to... um make friends and to perform miracles and um, speak truths into the lives of everyone he came in contact with and got ultimately to die a death that he did not deserve that we deserved um, so that he could conquer death and that he could uh, overcome death and rises the uh, victorious king that he is. Um, Thank you for the life of Jesus. Thank you for um, what we're celebrating in this season, for his first coming. God, we we look forward to his next coming, his second coming. But God, as we wait in anticipation for that, we pray that you help us to be people who are known as Um, people of peace that are filled with your peace that are filled with um, just this calmness that comes from knowing who you are from knowing um, that your plans are perfect if we're standing on the top of the mountain or if we're down in the pits of the valley God we pray that um, we're just filled with your peace and God we pray that um, we are people that show love to others if it's people that we are in contact with daily, or people we see one time, may we be, um, may believers be people who are um, just out of their overflow, out of the overflow of love that you've given us, may we be pouring that into someone else so that they can pour it into someone else and keep it on moving. Um, Jesus, we thank you so much for your sacrifice and um how you've called us to live for you to serve you to glorify you and everything we do god and we pray that we we do that we ask you to forgive us when we don't we ask that you give us strength and courage and boldness um to be the men and women that you've called us to be god um thank you for this time tonight to um discuss these things thank you for um anthony and his just passion and his knowledge and his wisdom um thank you for using us to just speak truths to others and i pray that um we continue to do so god Uh, may all we do glorify you and bring you honor. and, and um jesus we love you and we pray all of these things in your precious name amen Amen. Anthony, if our listeners want to find the Beers and Bible podcast on the socials, where would they do that?
0: On the socials, you would find us uh, on the grams, the Instagrams, that is, uh, at Beers and Bible underscore. You would find us on Twitter at Beers and Bible P1. You would find us on facebook by searching beers and bible podcast and you can email us directly if that's your thing at beers and bible podcast at gmail.com and that is all of the places where you can connect with us socially coolio sweet so until next week i hope well actually no until next year Yes. I hope that your beer stays cold and your Bible stays open, and we will see you later. Peace out and Merry Christmas.